0: Welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kinsey Dazinski, a marriage therapist and relationship coach, and this is a community for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. I'm so glad you're here today, and happy October. I asked you guys a few weeks ago what you wanted to hear about in upcoming months, and your feedback actually surprised me because overwhelmingly, The topics you wanted to hear about next were adjusting to marriage and parenthood, as well as understanding your own family of origin issues and how they impact your marriage today. So that's where we will be headed throughout the month of October and beyond. And for those of you who don't know, I like to plan. And I'm not even exaggerating when I say I had those topics planned for like a year from now (laughs) because knowing how change works. I'd planned to ease you all in to some heavier content, but your being ready for it now tells me so much about you. About your intentionality, your growth-mindedness, your desire to live life well. And so, I'm really impressed by you guys, and I know I'm in good company here. Alright, so let's jump into it. Transition. And to do that, I want to start by defining it. So, Whereas change is an outwardly observable difference in roles, relationships, or routines due to a shift in your circumstances, transition then is the inward emotional and psychological process that moves us from one state to another or from one stage of life to another. Put another way, transition is an inner process that leads to an outward expression of change. So let's say you get a new job or you get married, or you move, or get pregnant. Your transition, then, is the internal tension you feel and the cognitive dissonance you experience as you move into something new and different and respond to that newness in real time. And here's what I really want you to know up front about transition, a few things. Number one, transition is good. Because transition means we're alive. Think about it. If we're no longer experiencing transition, it means we're no longer living. Transition is good because it can lead to positive change. And positive change means we're growing. We're not the same. We're becoming truer, wiser, more mature, and hopefully better versions of ourselves. Number two, transition can be hard. You know, I think a lot of times we expect transitions to be hard when life doesn't go our way But for some reason, we're surprised that transition is still transition, even when the chips fall in our favor or even when we pursue what we want. It can still be stressful, right? But just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not good. Hard and good are not mutually exclusive. And in fact, those two words are more synonymous than contradictory. And that's something I can point to both scripturally and personally. And number three, transition is normal. To one degree or another, the emotional and psychological process of transition happens every single time to every single person. For example, take our topic for today, transitioning into marriage. I've known couples for whom it was relatively easy at first, but the next few years were the kicker. I've also known couples for whom it was practically hell on earth. Their words, not mine but through doing the hard work up front in their marriage, the transitions that followed seemed to be a breeze. So I just wanted to paint both pictures for you to say don't get hung up if you're looking around you and it seems like other people are having an easier time because one, are they? And two, the person or couple you are becoming is what counts. But before we dive deeper into today's topic, This episode is brought to you by my free research-based relationship quiz. Have you ever wanted a professional insider's look at your relationship? Well, I've created a short quiz that lets you in on the state of your relationship based on four different components of marital health. After taking the quiz, you'll receive an immediate score, plus a description unique to your score will be sent straight to your inbox. Followed by one action step, next steps to take, and one prayer for your marriage. So if you haven't already, simply visit bravemarriage.com/quiz. Again, that's bravemarriage.com/quiz. So now that we understand the concept of transition, I want to apply it to our first ever transition in marriage, which is well, getting married. <laughs> Your wedding marks the end of one chapter in your life and signals the beginning of another. And that transition can be so, so good. We love who we're marrying. We want to be married to them. We're excited to live and do life with them. And we have the opportunity to experience things in marriage that we literally can't experience outside of it. Namely, this one-flesh mystery that's mentioned multiple times throughout the Bible whereby spiritually, physically, emotionally, we become two-in-one just as the Trinity is three-in-one. And the intention behind this is for our marriages to be an earthly image of Christ's love for the church. So the goal as we become two-in-one is to form an identity beyond me to we. Now, this is all very good, but it's also a really lofty concept. How in the world, as human beings, do we live into that? Well, the good news is, the Bible essentially gives us a roadmap to transition well into marriage, and it's this. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother, hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. The King James Version reads, a man shall leave his father and mother, and cleave unto his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And so that's where we get the phrase, leaving and cleaving which I'm sure, if you've grown up in the church, you've heard before. And I figure this instruction is pretty important because it's referenced six different times throughout Scripture. But as I read between the lines and I think through what the leaving and cleaving process entails, I believe there's a step in the middle that gets overlooked, and that's why leaving and cleaving can be so difficult. And that middle step is grieving. The task as we transition into marriage is leaving, grieving, and cleaving. Leaving, grieving, and cleaving. Okay, so you know they say every transition begins with an ending and a beginning. And that's true, isn't it? So let's talk for a moment about the endings that come with the transition into marriage. Because like it or not, they require a bit of grieving. And to some of you, that may sound like a dramatic word to use. But to others, I know it will resonate. So what endings exactly do we have to grieve? What about our former relationship to our parents or our former allegiance to them? What about our calling someone in our family before anyone else? What about emotional childhood? And by that, I mean relying on our parents to make us feel better or relying on something else to make us feel better, like food or shopping or Anything we used to do without thinking twice because we didn't have to answer to anyone else. We did what we wanted. So if any of those things resonate for you, if you felt any amount of sadness but couldn't quite put your finger on it, that's why. It's totally normal and it doesn't mean anything bad. It means you're in transition, which as we mentioned earlier, is both good and hard and normal all at the same time. But here's the deal. It's not enough for me to leave you there because transitions are meant to resolve. And I know way too many couples who are stuck at this juncture, whether they realize it or not. So, yes, your feelings are normal. And this is now your job, your task as you transition into marriage leaving, grieving, and cleaving. So, let's take another look at the instructions the Bible gives us leave your father and mother then become one with your spouse. Here's what it doesn't say. It doesn't say, change nothing about your relationship with your parents and be united to your wife. It also doesn't say, cleave to your wife, and when you're sure the relationship is secure, then leave your father and mother. Okay, there's a sequence of events here, and unless we leave first, we cannot cleave to each other in the way we were meant to and we cannot become one flesh. So just because we're married doesn't mean we're automatically living into this one flesh mystery. It takes work and it takes us transitioning well through the process. And this is true whether we've been married 20 minutes or 20 years. Listen, I sit with couples whose marriages have so many issues that they feel like they can't untangle them. And so often one of those issues is, Well, we've never really dealt with our family issues. We've been married 20 years and my spouse is still attached to my in laws. Or I never felt that I could trust my spouse, so my parents are all I have for support. And let me tell you how couples end up there, right? Because it's not an intentional choice, it's just something that we kind of slide into. So, one, when they get married, they dismiss the importance of leaving. And I get it. It's like, of course I want to be one with my spouse, but I kind of want to have my cake and eat it too. I want to be able to fall back on my parents for emotional or, dare I say, financial support when I need it. But guys, no matter how long you've been married, I want you to think about the long-term consequences of that. Will choosing to keep both your partner and your parents in your back pocket ever allow you to fully trust your partner? Will it ever allow you to go through the hard things together and work them out on your own? Will it ever allow you the opportunity for the oneness and intimacy your marriage was created for? And the second reason couples end up where they do is because they skip right over this grieving process. And I get that too. How many of us were ever told, hey, leaving your mom and dad is hard, and it's okay that it's hard, because it's a felt loss. And it's a growing pain. And that goes for everyone involved, by the way. It's not just hard on you, it's also hard on your parents. They're in a different season of transition when you get married, and that's why the pull to keep things the way they are can often be so strong. And so when we leave and try to cleave, but we skip over the grieving part, those feelings get left unacknowledged, unaccepted, and unworked through until years later when they resurface and are no longer deniable. So what I'm saying is this leaving and cleaving process, as antiquated as it may sound to you, is actually timeless and actually significant and actually quite telling of your potential for real intimacy and oneness with your spouse. So what do you do? First, you feel your feelings. Remember that every transition Begins with an ending and allow yourself to process all that comes with that, all your mixed emotions, because they're there. And feeling sad or disappointed doesn't cancel out feeling happy and excited. And when you're able to acknowledge both emotional experiences, you're better able to work through them, to get unstuck, and to feel more settled and sure in your marriage. And second, allow your spouse to grieve. Remember that your spouse's feelings are their feelings. It's not personal. It's normal and it's actually healthy. Therefore, you don't have to fixate on what you've done wrong because you didn't do anything wrong and you don't have to try and fix your partner or their feelings. Rather, support your spouse as they work through their feelings and allow them to hold on to you as they do. And your action step for today is to think back on the first few months of marriage and see if you left anything undone there. Where did you feel sad but not acknowledge it? Where did you feel you had to push certain feelings aside? And then ask your spouse what their experience was of leaving their father and mother as a way of opening up a conversation that may have been left on the table long ago. And of course, if this episode has stirred anything up for you, stirred anything in your heart, and you'd like further support, I'd be honored to work with you and help you two through it. You can find all of my services at BraveMarriage.com or linked in my Instagram bio. My prayer for your marriage this week is that God would give you love and compassion for yourselves and for each other, as you seek to be so brave. In that He'd honor your desire to leave and cleave well and provide just the right way for you to do that. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.